since your love got a hold of me, since your love got a hold of me, I'm a new creation, I'm forever changed, since your love got a hold of me, since your love got a hold of me, I'm a new creation, I'm forever changed, since your love faith is on trial asking God how much longer am I going to be on trial how long is my faith going to always have to go through trial and tell you a couple things number one you never get off trial because the trying of your faith 
for God can mold and purify. But I've got to tell you about this trial that you're on. There's already, the verdict is already out. You're innocent. You win, just keep your faith. Don't let go because you're on trial. Don't let go because it, it seems like there's so much judgment against your faith. And the Bible just is clear about it. it. It's already been won. The verdict is already out. But it's okay that you sit in courts because he said, enter in my courts with thanksgiving. As I enter into there, Lord God, my gates with thanksgiving, my courts with praise. And as I enter there and I'm sitting under this trial, and it's since there's just so much that just seemed like God, I thought, Lord, why, why, why would I be attacked on things I've already raised, kids I've already raised, things I've already been through, everything I'm going, I, I'm having that trial again, uh, the emotional trust, the thing of, of relationship, that trial is still going on. He says, but their verdict has already been out. I, I've, I've already called you blessed that to what you've trained up, that they would never depart from what you've trained them in. So don't worry about this trial just keep your faith I'm a rewarder of those who diligently seek me and I father we're gonna ask I don't want you guys to be afraid to ask 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 for the great things ask for the mighty thing ask for the abundance ask for the supernatural ask for the miracles don't be afraid to ask don't be afraid to thank God I'm asking too much no he's greater than what we can even ask or think so, Lord Jesus, we just thank you, Lord God, this morning. I'm going to be bold. It's, he's all-powerful. He's, he's everything. Don't, don't just stop and just, just go with the little things. Sure, he cares about those, but this is the time for you to just spread out and ask for greater. And it's not about being greedy because he knows your heart. He knows you're going to do his will with it. He knows you're going to take care of those who can't take care of themselves. He knows you're going to go and do the very best that what you're supposed to be doing with it. But he cannot interrupt what you're unwilling to ask for. He can't interrupt your short asking with long blessings. So, Lord God, we go long this morning with the blessings of God. Go long, go miles where I can't get to this morning, Lord Jesus. And, 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 and Lord, you minister there. I, I ask, Lord Jesus, that you go long in my finance, as you go long in my emotions, go long in my relationships, go long in this church, Lord God. We don't want it to be moments, Lord God. We ask you for big and greater things. Because you got to be a servant to even get, to even walk in those things that are greater. So we know greed has nothing to do with it. I just want to release you. I need you to ask. I need you to seek first the kingdom of God and, and let him add everything else to you. But you must ask. You must ask. You must ask. And I know we've grown up in this attitude. I don't want to ask for help, but it's, it's hindering what your blessings is. And it may, may not even be hindering your life, but it's hindering those around you or your children because you're afraid to ask and they don't know how to. So Lord Jesus, loose our tongues. Loose us from the bondage of that owing mentality. I don't ask because I don't want to owe anyone that Lord Jesus we will never have to owe you because you've already paid for everything Lord God give us an anointing in our lives to ask to ask and say God I call those things that be not as though they are Lord Jesus I thank you Lord I'm an asker Lord Jesus I know the doctors have reported back but I'm asking you to do in my family and myself what I cannot do on my own. I don't, don't ask around your blessing. Don't ask for part of it. I need you to ask for all of it. I need you to ask in a way never to be defeated. If you're going to be on trial anyway, you might as well get the winning verdict to be completed. And everything that you do. Jesus, we take that. We receive that this morning. We receive it. We receive it. We expect calls from loved ones today. We expect it. We expect a response to this prayer, this type of faith. We expect a response in church. We expect it right now in the name of Jesus. We ask, you said, if you ask anything in my name, that will I do. And we ask this morning, 
Lord God, in such a mighty and amazing way that our God is going to meet the needs. Lord, we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. So, man, I was, let me make sure I say this carefully. I was just thinking really about babies uh, this week, not to have another one. Not to have another one. Truly, we'd be right up there working with Abraham and Sarah on that. I just, no, 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 no. But they're beautiful. They're lovely as long as they're somebody else's right now. Um, but uh, so, and that's where we get the message from today. Just is running just the newness of life, the freshness of life. What, what a baby don't know is such a blessing. How I many I wish there are some things you just didn't know? <laughs> you got some information in there that just keep popping up. Can't change the station. They won't let you make requests. Uh, in your mind, <laughs> you want to change the song. Well, we don't take that one. But the power of God, though, and, and it's spelled the same way. You get a, what do you get to, when they check the baby? It's called a sonogram. Look at y'all already know the title. The sonogram. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I got a big old thing of lotion in the car because I can't begin to tell you how that doesn't look right. Uh, you stabbing him in the hand like he Jesus. God believes in our inside. Just say praise God because the outside ain't working with us. So God believes in the inside. It believes in our inside and knows our inside. Thank you, Jesus that it don't have to be perfect around me, you still say there's perfection within me. This is Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4 through 5. It says, Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, uh, the, by the way, the word of the Lord don't come to you asking. It comes to you saying. It comes to you speaking. And it's not asking for your permission. It's telling you what you need to do. So whenever the word of God comes to you, that's not negotiable. You know, people are like, well, God asked me. No, he said to you. He said that to you. Well, I don't think that's for me. Well, well, maybe you're not saved, and you're right. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and before you were born, I consecrated you. That's a sonogram. And some people go get a sonogram to make sure the baby's healthy and make sure the baby's alive. The sonogram comes from God to make sure we're consecrated. To make sure that we're separated for him and, and blessed and clean for him. He says, I have appointed you a prophet to the nations. The sonogram is, is more than whether I'm living or not. The sonogram of God is about me living for him and on his purpose. Father, we just thank you for today's message. Thank you, Lord, that you lead and guide and that, Lord, that you provide the words. You provide everything that we need. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Um, you know, I, the cool thing about being a Christian and, and serving God is that we can get a sonogram at any point in our lives, right? You can get those and you can get it checked. And, and sometimes when we feel like, man, I, I, I just don't feel like there's nothing going on inside of me. I feel like I don't have a passion for God. I feel like you need to go get a sonogram to make sure that the spirit of God and the life of God is still going on inside of you. And sometimes you have to stop and check. Now, you don't have to go to a doctor for this. This stuff you can do on your own. Uh, you can lay the Bible on your stomach. I don't know however way you want to do it, but don't come to me. I don't do them. Let's just make sure I don't have any jail to put on. I, that's you. <laughs> the spirit of God in you tells you and speaks to you, hey, there's life in you. No matter what has happened around you, there's life in you. And you begin to go forward with that. So, so Jesus scans us with eternity, not instruments, but with eternity. I've been scanned for the glory of God. He's scanning me. He says, man, there's still plenty left in you. There's still a great deal in you. I know you're tired. I know you're sleepy, but there's a great deal in you. And like, it's just parts of it that we're, we begin to think because the outward man is perishing, but we got to remember the inward man has been renewed day by day. And that's what the son of Graham, that's what the son of God and his Graham is about. Us then understanding there's something in. So verify that our heart beats for him. 
a heart beats for God and there's a heartbeat in there for the presence of God and and God has has revealed what we are and that we can do and now some of these sentences I'm going to read every one of the sentences I wrote because I'm interested in seeing what I wrote under the influence of complete fatigue just being so tired I've never been a place where I was at, typing and and falling over at the same time just because I couldn't sit upright. I volunteered to go to Target with Miracle and Justice just to try to stay awake, to come back. And, and there are just some things you can't fight. There are some things, and I'm not a, a sleepy person by nature, but, but there are some things you just can't fight, your body can't do. But, but there's the rest of the sermon was still in me. You understand the message went to work last night. And though your, inward, your outward man has to lay down, when you get up, it's still there. And sometimes you have to lay down with your flesh so God can get up in your spirit. Because what was happening, I was so tired physically that the inward man couldn't do what he needed to do. That happens. Happens where you can run for so long to where God say, we're going to have to lay down so I can run. The report from the sonogram is in God's word. If you want to know what you're having, right? You want to know what you're about to give birth to, it's in the Bible. We're talking spiritual stuff here, okay? Don't think I'm going to have an Ephesians here in a minute. That's, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about giving birth to the things of God, and I got to find out, you know, if people have these reveal parties. Well, you need to come out with a revelation party and say that God's word has revealed to me of what we are having is God's will be done. The word, it has everything that, oh, this is cool. <laughs> it has everything that he has called us to walk in and live out, right? A lot of people know how to suit up, but very few know how to show up. And so I don't want to just be suited up for God's will. I want to show up in God's will. I want to show up in God's plan. I want to, I want to be in that place where, where God says, you're not only just here to be dressed like a Christian, but you also know how to show up and be the person that you say you are. The sonogram just gets us there. The sonogram doesn't say that we are lost, lonely, failures, or feel fearful. Our life reading is about the promises of God and not the surrounding circumstances. So never read the printout of what has happened to you when there's an eternal document from the voice of God about what's happening within you. Here is the printout. You have this. Here's the printout. You've got that. Here's the printout. This is what's wrong. And you go, but there's this internal document that's eternal for me to believe. I've got to have that. At first John 4, 4, and, and this is where I begin to struggle. You can see it's very early in the sermon. You are, God, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. There used to be a time I used to have to type every verse because it was before Bible programs. I can't imagine having to type this verse out in the state I was in. It was under the influence. They are of the, asleep, asleep. Let me make sure because Miss Rita ain't in here. Well, that's what's wrong with that pastor. He's drunk. They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world hear them. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. How hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. It was a cool thing, and, and Elijah has our shirts on. And, and uh, yesterday I brought Jaira out on stage and, and just did this thing with him. And uh, a lot of the teachers came after, after and said, oh, my gosh, all my girls were asking if, if he can take them to the prom. And I was like, you, you do realize your kid lives in Dallas, right? Do you realize he lives here? He's not taking her to, no, he can't. Yeah, well, no, he's not not in Dallas. No, we got to pay for that trip. I ain't driving to Dallas. Anyway, I said I didn't, I wasn't marketing him. For that, I was just getting him out there. And so I create this problem when I do that with these guys that are there. What happens right after they go find Miracle, who's there working, and John and I go, is your dad like that? Like that all the time? Is that normal? And they go, well, yeah, that's him. That's, that's what we have. 
That's what we got to work with. And, uh, and they just want like almost like proof. And, and I looked up and, and Elijah and, and, and Jaira had these, um, this entourage of people following them. And I was like, no, no. Um, <laughs> I wasn't quite a man. I was like, those my men just come here. But, but, but it was, it was, the cool thing is what it was is these guys are out there doing the activities and, you know, hire them and, and they were processing. And, you know, Elijah, I mean, these are juniors and seniors. These are their peers. And they're out there processing and telling them what, why you would do this activity. What was the point behind it? We're not out here just doing stuff, but there's a point behind it. And, and Jairus was talking about, man, Elijah did good. And Jairus has been doing it for a while, but Elijah get out there in front of, you know, he's got 200 kids apiece every time, or in his section, it goes about 30 each. We'll divide them up. And it was like, you guys are doing a good job. You've got you to be encouraged because I don't give him a script. I stick to Margarita tell you, then he go. Miracle tell you, bye. You, you on your own out there, go make it happen. Because I got to be somewhere else. It's cool that something in them you can count on from the outside when you give it to them. And they just step up and stand up. Well, I was thinking about that because the whole thing was about trees and being rooted in God. And so one of the things I started out with, just because in my family and in my history of my family of, of all that happened, they were trying to root up my relationship and my marriage before I ever got married because there were so many divorces and said, you're rooted in divorce. And I go, no, that's not my roots. And I said, on Tuesday, we're going to be married for 25. And people lost their minds. So what they found out is it doesn't matter what anybody has done against them, they can't pull out their roots. Can't pull it out. They can't pull out the roots of you as greatness, the roots of you as faithfulness, the roots of you as overcoming, the roots of you as purity, the roots of you as victorious. I got those kind of roots planted deep in me. So y'all didn't pray like y'all said y'all would for me because at one point I did say God in the teacher's meeting. And I ask you to pray because I knew that this preacher thing was coming out. And I didn't make it. And you can see nobody questioned it. They just was like, well, we don't know what he's going to do next. So we better not say that offended me because I may just send them right on their knees and get right. Or you're going to go to hell because you're offended. But I knew it came out and I didn't even slow down. Three bathrooms over flooded. Three toilets, brand new school. Three toilets. We couldn't get in rooms. No Wi-Fi. Nothing was working. Praise God. Can you fix my Wi-Fi? I don't work at this school. I don't know about no Wi-Fi. I ain't the IT guy. Find them. I said, you should have thought about that before you came. You're a presenter. Fix your stuff. Quit depending on other people. They stared. So can we go to someone else who might know the answer? Yeah, maybe. But I was like, how many, we think about how many of these people and these kids were like, how many of you guys, you got something that's going after your roots, telling you you're never going to amount to anything, and you think, maybe I'm rooted in failure. Maybe I'm rooted to not make it. Maybe I'm, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm one of those people. No, no, no. You're, that's not your roots. They're trying to create fruit on you that don't even grow on your tree. Can you imagine an orange tree with a lemon on it? And that's what a lot of people try to do is put certain fruits that don't even belong there. They won't even show them growing out of the branches. They'll tape a fruit to your tree and tell you that's you. And God says, no, see, because there's something greater inside of you. You're going you're gonna to have the trunk, and you're going to branch out, and you're going to leave out fruit of God. So speaking the word allows our greater to see that we, that we mean to live in God's best. That's my goal. My mean is to live in God's best. My, my deal is to, to see that no matter what has happened throughout the family, I'm going to live in God's best. God sees it on the inside, and throughout our entire life, he is calling on greater is he on our inside. Right? It's just tired, worn out, but greater is he that is on my inside. I know, I get it. I know my outside wants a nap. I, I get it, man. The, the, this is first day after the fast. Greater is he. I know I'm greater on the inside. You should have saw what I did at midnight. I, I know I'm greater. I know I'm greater. 
Second Corinthians 4, 17, it is, here, is, here is where my affliction, he says these light afflictions are but for a moment. How can God, how can you call this light, God? Because greater is he that's within you makes this light that's happening around you. It's not that big compared to what's in you. It's not that large. Greater is in you. The thing around you is light. It is a, it's a light affliction. And, and because they don't have the length and the depth and the breadth of God like you do inside of you. It can only happen for so long. It can only go so deep. It can only breathe for so long. But in you is the length and the depth and the breadth of God. I took height out because it offends me. I don't have it. I know how some of y'all are looking like. Shouldn't height be in there somewhere? Yeah, I agree. Shouldn't it be here somewhere? Height should be here somewhere. God is faithful. So the spirit of God is, is the ingredient that will outlive setbacks, discouragement, and pain. What, what is it? And I know we're, we're over it, right? What is the main ingredient to baking a cake? Eggs, sugar. See, everybody got different flour, right? If any of that's missing, you got no. What is what is fox? What box? The box? Oh, because you know I was about to give you this box Kleenex and go. Now you put together a cake out of that. Yeah, the 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 actual cake itself. All of those things, you can have those things individually, but until they come together, they're never going to rise up like they should, right? We got to bring our things together so it can rise up like it should. You know, the, the, uh, the good thing that I get to pick the people that work with us because they want people that, that are around the kids that are good, trustworthy, and so to keep my office from picking people, they only, yeah, exactly. I only pick them. And I have to become very selective about who's there because they're going to come back to me and say, we need to do this for you because you can capable of having the integrity to pick what's there. You know, God has put within us to be uh, of great discernment and no good and evil. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, it looks like we're doing good. looks like God was doing well. looks like I haven't messed up a sentence yet. Praise the Lord. And, and I'm not trying to set y'all up. I'm just excited. That 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 says, for though, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Anybody ever war after your flesh? Yeah, after your flesh got mad, you went to war? That's what that means. Okay, you war accordingly. You were mad until your flesh got mad. Then the rest of you came along. You were making a cake. But if you just let the flesh do that and say, I'm not going to enter into that, that cake can't rise in you. Them just busted eggs. Let's go with that. They just a box. Let's go with that. Verse 4 says, for the weapon of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So my weapons can't be your weapons. So if you come out and you say some negative to me or you cuss me out, my weapon can't be to cuss you back. My weapon is greater than that. I've got more vocabulary than that. So my weapon can't be the weapon that you have. That's why they say never pay evil for evil. But it says overcome evil with Good, right? A winning spirit life has no desire to pick up weapons that the world uses to fight. Has no desire to do that. And he was thinking about, remember, we were sitting up there watching a the karate kid that one day, and I couldn't, it couldn't, the new version where he kept making him put his coat down, pick it up, put it down, pick it up. No, put it on. Was it put it on? Take it off, put it up. Take it on, put it on. And he kept making him do that for a long time. I was like, man, let's change it. This movie's goofy. I don't like this movie. And then when he started to train him, he showed him what? Taking it off, putting it on, taking it off. I was like, oh, man. Her jacket tan got me with that coat thing. I was sitting there with the started laughing. And sure enough, he was training him at home. Too, because he's going home hanging up his stuff. And I tell kids all the time, I don't care how good you are on the football field. If you can't clean your room, 
running for somebody who won't even play you? Y'all get quiet as the kids do. It's awesome. I said, pick up and man, but Jackie got me though. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. And I was like, take off, put on. Yeah. I was like, Jackie, I ain't see you coming like that. <laughs> Jackie almost had me in tears on the couch. I ain't gonna lie. Cause like it's <laughs> if we could just do the simple, it's a great thing to learn of being an overcomer. Been victorious. I just like look at Jackie making me get it in there. But I had to shake it off. Billy. All right. The spirit is always drawn to the view of God. He's always the spirit of God. It always draws you to the view and like when you can't see good in yourself, God says, Let me show you what the spirit sees. Let me show you what 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 the view God has. God has a better view. Sometimes we see ourselves from the down up. God sees us from the up down. It's my boy John Panette said, I don't do ups. I don't do sit-ups. <laughs> I don't do chin-ups. <laughs> he said, I do downs, though. <laughs> he said, I can uh, woof it down, sit down, lay down, put on some music, and I'll boogie down, but I don't do ups. <laughs> Strongholds can last as long as we fight, things, fight with things that are carnal. If you fight the wrong way, your stronghold will last until you become addicted. Uh, most people can't have right relationship or intimacy without a fight. They're used to fighting. Can't even hug till they done fought you first. And then they want to hug. You know, get away from people who got to have drama to fellowship. But the minute we turn to God and direct our fight toward the eternal strongholds that stood so tall for so long are broken. Amen. That was the one sentence I was worried about. I remember writing that one for almost an hour. <laughs> so tiring. My eyes were crossing. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 5 through 7. So the angel who was speaking with one answered and said to me, do you not know what these are? And I said, no, my Lord. Right? What, what great film was that from? Shrek. There you go. I heard you. I heard you. No, me, Lord. No, me, Lord. Pick three. Pick three. You remember that? <laughs> and, <laughs> what do we got so far? We got Karate Kid. We got Shrek. <laughs> Pick me. Then he said to me, this is the word of the Lord. Now, see, that's when you got to start listening, right? You can hear the opinions of man. But when it says this is the word of the Lord. But if you're already used to rejecting, 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 rejecting God's word, you're going to miss the word of the Lord, the obvious word of the Lord. Simple things. To Zerubbabel. Love saying that word. Saying, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Now, this verse almost kept me up another hour because I'm thinking, okay, I have no might. I have no power. Spirit, take over. And the spirit says, go to bed. He says, that's, that's the spirit. I go, no, no, no. You're going to show up and you're going to do this sermon with me being completely incoherent and they're going to see a miracle of God. The miracle of God is you listening to go to bed. Like, I mean, like, I could feel bags growing under my eyes. Like, if I went to H-E-B, they go, you just want to use them? <laughs> Look, I could just feel it. Like, like not paper plastic. We're going to get those because, and maybe we could hire you because people could put extra groceries in them. I could just feel it. It was just like... Not to mention, I didn't tell you, I got in a bunch of sandwiches. We had a bunch of leftover sandwiches that I left in the car. Yeah, oh, this morning. Yeah, I had to get rid of those. So I wasn't all there. And Ms. Rita said, what's wrong with you? Are you okay? Yeah. 
Yeah, and that how we live? Yeah. I had not, once I finished speaking, I did not make one civilized sentence after that. Took me 35 minutes to make a smoothie I make every morning. <laughs> Robert's way down, I'm like. And, and look, think about this as a believer. You're so tired of, of believing and waiting on God to just. He says, I mean, won't you go lay under the word? We got it. He says, man, I need you to rest in me so that you can do what I have for you to do. Right? Get your sonogram. Mm, I can see sleep. Hmm? I thought I was going to talk about more food today. Will not do it. He says, what are you? Oh, great mountain. This is, I love this verse. Oh, you, oh, great mountain before Zerubbabel. You will become a plain, and he will bring forth a top stone with shouts of grace, grace to it. Right? The top stone. Right? And if you go back in the New Testament, it says this was the cornerstone that the builders rejected was ultimately the chief stone. So it's the top stone that you recognize to get the mountain down so it can bring grace, grace to it. Don't just get any old rock. David wasn't throwing any old rock. He was throwing five rocks. Five is the number of grace. He threw grace. He picked up grace and then only needed to throw one. And knocked out his giant mountain must go. So what, when it seems like every time we ask God for something and his answer is the same. Amen. Trust my word. Okay. You said that last week. Been trusting. He says, and, I, and it says, it seems like his answer is the same, or there is no answer. Because he's already given you one, so there's no need to keep repeating himself. Can you imagine if you kept coming up to me and say, hey, pastor, what color are you wearing? White. At some point, probably question number two, because my irritability level will go up. And you go, what color are you wearing? I'm not going to answer. I'm going to just stare at you. Okay? Dost thou not see us? At some point, God says, you know the right thing to do. You know what, know what I've already said to you. So he says, for something, he says, now, now what it seems like every time we ask for God for something, his answer is the same. That is probably because his spirit still remains to be in the victorious position, right? It says, I don't have to change the answer. You got victory already inside of you. Not to say anything different. You don't have to give you a new word. I don't have to show up. God, if it's your will for me to go here, show up, have a pie in the window. No, no just follow the word of God. His consistency along with his gift in us declares that we ask him for great things and see the results of the sonogram. So I got a sonogram that says, I've got a victorious life inside of me. The sonogram, the son of God is the sonogram that's inside of me. And I read this life that says, my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. And by his stripes, I'm healed. That if I'm hurting, my God will, will lift me up and my God will encourage me. I, I thought, like, that, that's what I see inside of me. I, I see that the sonogram of my children, that if I train them up in the way that they should go, they'll never depart from it. The sonogram of me that if I get knocked down seven times, God will pick me up, and I can get up every single time. That's the sonogram that I'm no longer my past. I've got a future that I can look forward to. I can't change what happened to me, but I can change what's going to happen for me. Right? I, I can't change that I was born last in our household. I can't change that I was born the shortest male in the family. I cannot change it. I've tried. Watch Peter Brady hang in the closet. And I tried it. Didn't work. Didn't work for Pete either. See, I influenced. <laughs> you remember that episode? You remember? <laughs> Peter, yeah, some of y'all are like, I don't even know what that is. You know, that was the show, man. The Brady Bunch with Alice. You don't know the Brady Bunch? Is anybody here that have no idea what I'm talking about? 
Y'all, y'all know about it? Okay, okay. That's, you came home. There was no cartoon. Cartoons went on every day, right? We had five channels and, and, and the, the uh, pliers, right? Because when the knob went off, you, the remote control, I was the remote control at the house. Boy, go change channel. <laughs> Work the pliers. Huh? Anybody relate to that? But they didn't feel like they were out of modern times. Hey, now, if you, <laughs> to get the best reception, needed the tallest kid. There it goes, Miss knows. But I, that ruled me out. I got off. But the kid couldn't fix the channel and change, I mean, fix TV and change channel. I was channel changed. I saw myself as the family entertainment. You don't have to stand there long when it's only five channels. You ain't. You know, eventually, but they stared. They like, let me see if I like this. But you couldn't go, you couldn't go sit down. Hmm? Y'all got it? Jesus don't operate that way. We don't have to go up there and let me change how I look. Let me change my name. Let me change. No, we zip right through that. Right? And you got to put the remote in your hand to get past your past. Right? It's consistent. So it's consistent along with that. Romans chapter 8, verse 26 through 28. This is the last verse. And God says, I will release you this morning. He says, in the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know how we ought to pray. But the spirit himself intercedes for us with groans. Too deep for words. Right? Groans. Groans. Like, they're just sometimes you just, oh, God, right? Groans. And, and he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. So the best way to pray is in the Spirit, right? Quit running up on people in every situation thinking you got the right words to say. Sometimes all you can say is, I'm sorry to hear that, and I'm going to be praying, and that's it. Sometimes we try to give too much of an answer, right? When it's times we just need to just, all I can do is say, I'm glad you shared it. I have to give that. And, and we know that God, God works all things together for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. Now, that's a great verse and people say it, but then they go to work on trying to work all things for the good. But the Bible says God works it. Not us. And the minute we start trying to work things out for our good, we're going to miss the good that God has for us. And that's the, only, that's the only big difference about that verse. All things work together for the good. The Bible here says, and I know God works all things. And that's critical because we're sitting here waiting for something to work out through some other people when God is saying, I've already worked through you the good. So it doesn't matter how that turned out. That ain't your all thing. I'm your all thing. And if you're waiting for that, and if that's the one thing you believe in God, so I thought all things work together for the good. Well, if God is not your all thing, which we believe God is good, that means all things have already worked out just in your belief alone. I'm not telling you not to look for the expectation. I'm not telling you not to look for the results. But sometimes what we call good really ain't God. And we have to get back to God, thank you for working this out in me. Right? It's a little boy. The monster's call. The monster's call. He says, I ain't come here for your mom. I came here for you. I need you to be able to get through this. So I got that. You got this great thing. So God always refers back to the sonogram. Sonogram. Uh, you remember the first sonogram we went to? For, with the first one that's in here? Sonogram. It's a child. It's today. It's today. Ran to the hospital and days, hours, several later. Here she is. Sonogram. Remember those things. And, you know? Un- understanding. That they're, they're looking at stuff you can't see on the outside. And a lot of people winning on the outside but whining on the inside. And then it look like you're whining on the outside but you're winning on the inside. Got to put your insides together. And let that be the thing that you refer to. I mean, I'm never going to be enough. That's good. God is more than enough. 
He looks at our life with the expectation that good has no choice but to come out when we trust him and everything happening with everything happening in our life. Work that is left work what is left in you to overcome what is happening to you. I'm going to work the left. I remember we just preached a sermon, live on your left. We're going to work what's left in us instead of what's happening to us. It's what's within. All right? I got within. And we got to teach that to each and every one of us because I didn't know your kid had those kind of words in him to speak to other high school kids. Didn't know. Didn't test them. Just believe he's got enough God in him that when it's time for God to use him, he's going to give him the words to say. Didn't know. Don't know what Miss Margarita is saying out there. Don't know what Miracle is saying out there. Certainly don't know what Robert is saying to the people out there. Let's pray. We give him a helper just in case. So we just give him help. Not, not that I'm not saying he's got to know. He knows. He knows. He knows what to say. I expect him to know what to say. I've never seen these people. I mean, I've seen a few of them in action, but sometimes I just walk away knowing they're got, they got it. You need to walk away with your faith knowing it's gotten everything you need. Amen? Amen. I want you guys to bow your heads. Man, you guys walk in those hills quietly. That's awesome. Yeah, y'all pull that off. Amen. As your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, Father, we just pray we thank you. We thank you, Father, for the sonogram. Lord, thank you for reminding us you've looked at us and you look within us and you see the greatness. And even through some things that setbacks and things that probably should have been done better and probably should have been done with, with more accuracy, you said, it's okay. I, I saw the sonogram. And as you repent and, and say, Forgive, forgive me, Lord. I, I see the greatness coming out. I saw the sonogram, and I know that everything's coming against you. But I want to remind you what I've seen before you were ever born. I consecrated you. I've seen the sonogram and, and know your body on the outside right now seems to be responding differently. No, I, I said you are strong. You are blessed. You are healed. You are free from soreness. You are free from pain. You are free from sickness. I've seen the sonogram. You've been consecrated for such a time as this to do the will of God, to raise your children, to walk by faith and not by sight, to be an overcomer, to not be codependent on another human being. I've seen the sonogram. You were in there by yourself. You were in there alone. You didn't have to have this person's approval. You didn't have to have these things approval. You didn't have to have this medication approval. I saw the sonogram about you. And you are blessed. This day you tie yourself together with your family. That what we bind on earth that's bound in heaven. You bind yourself together with your family. The sonogram of you guys all together walking by faith is an unstoppable force. It's an unstoppable family that can get through any and all things. I've called you here for this such a time as this. I see the pictures. I see the images. Everyone just see you filled with things. But I see what's on the inside of you. I see your purpose. I see God's plan. I see you pulling up those that no one else wants to touch or even be around because it's inside of you to do so. So I provide. Pray over your roots right now. You've got the roots of the greatness of God that's growing out of you. Developing a trunk so you can have a branch and you're going to bear so much fruit. I, I pray over your roots and I come against anybody that's trying to pull your roots out of the ground and tell you that you, were, you are unstable to have a blessed family. You're unstable to have a blessed marriage. You're unstable to have a healed body. You're unstable to have a... No, you let my roots go. They're already set with God Almighty and he said that I have the mind of Christ, that I am blessed in a city. I'm blessed in a field. I'm blessed going in. I'm blessed going out. I serve a God that says no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper in my roots that when the enemy comes at me like a flood, the spirit of the Lord is raising standards. I've got these roots that says we're going to make it and we're not going to fail. And I believe God more than I believe what's on the outside and around me. I believe the power of God that's within me. Thank you, Jesus. Awakening our bodies. From the top of my head to the soles of my feet, I believe every part of your body is awakened right now. 
you quickeneth my mortal body, as you said. That means to make alive. He's quickening your mortal bodies, areas that have been sore and, and, and maybe delayed, and they're operating. In the name of Jesus, you are healed. In the name of Jesus, your hearing is fine. In the name of Jesus, the headaches must go in Jesus' name. Lord, thank you for quickening my mind. Thank you for quickening me in the Spirit of God that I may behold and walk in the very authority and blessings of God in my right sound mind knowing Lord God you are the one that's bringing me forth Father we receive it we believe it is done as your heads are bowed eyes are closed you're in here and you said I've never raised my hand or accepted Jesus I wanted to do that today if that's you as we're praying to just lift your hand we just want to pray over you thank you God thank you thank you Jesus yes yes we pray thank you Father here we go, Lord. In the greatest times, my roots got best for my kids is what we're going to do now. I want us all to stand to our feet. We're going to pray together. We're going to lead someone to Christ. Amen. And so what a great way to end our fast. Amen. Lead someone to Christ. And we're going to do that together. Amen. We're going to pray, and especially you that raised your hand, we're all going to pray together because the greater is he's coming out of you, right? Greater is he, greater is he. All right, y'all pray with me. Put one hand over your heart, lift the other hand toward heaven. When we're leading someone to Jesus, say, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your son, Jesus. I thank you for sending him to die for me. And right now, I'm confessing the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior. As I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart, that Jesus died and he rose again according to your word which cannot lie I am born again openly publicly I declare my faith with God not by somebody else's opinion but by the grace of God I am saved Holy Spirit I welcome you from the top of my head to the soles of my feet I receive the roots you planted way before I was born and I'm going to be able to pass that on to all of my family in Jesus name amen y'all give Jesus praise for that man that's, that's a good way to end a fast man.